Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back. I'm officially back. Okay, I'm going to do shorter episodes. It's going to be like MP3 instead of WAV. So I don't know how that sounds. I've stopped listening my episodes back because I used to when I was still new to it. Now I just find my voice jarring. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry. How is everybody doing? Did you guys miss me? Tell the truth. Not along if you miss me. <laughs> I missed you guys. I missed I missed this. You know, I've been feeling um how can I describe it? A little little I don't know how to describe it, but I've been feeling like that's the one. I've been feeling like something's missing. You know, I go through phases. Honestly, I'm such a random girl. <laughs> but I go through phases, but one thing I knew is been feeling a little bit like something's missing and I'm back you know I'm back so it's gonna be the bite-sized episodes shorter episodes etc etc but hopefully they're still very entertaining interesting um again it's just me I explained myself I explained myself when I jumped back on just to let you know what's going on with the guesting so if anyone is interested come on it will be 20 minutes so (laughs) You won't have long to speak um, until I can afford to pay for this. Um, but otherwise, how I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Um, I think that time off was actually really necessary, but I didn't feel good. I haven't felt good about leaving everybody in the lurch. It's very unprofessional. And we all know I'm a professional podcaster. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But I'm doing really, really good. Summer holidays are over as well. Kids are back in school. And I think that was the m- main reason why I had lack of motivation. Summer holidays are packed. Lack of energy. Entertaining kids is long. Like, they depend on you. They want you to tell them everything. Mommy, mommy, I'm bored. What's that got to do with me? (laughs) 
what's that got to do with me? Mummy, what can I do? Mummy, um, can we go can we go and do this really expensive thing that you can't afford to do? No, we can't do that. Oh, we never get to do anything. Worst day ever. Come on. I'm in physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally drained at the end of the day. The last thing I wanted to do was switch on the laptop and do a podcast. You know what I mean? However, you were always on my mind. You were always on my mind. So welcome back. It's just me, no guests. So let's get into it. I think I've got something to get off my chest on a rail. Okay. How come when you order something, it tells you, oh, this delivery, this parcel is going to be expected at this time. And it seems like your whole day, your whole day is because of this one singular event that's going to happen waiting for your parcel. Can I go to the toilet? Can What can I do? I had a text that said, your Royal Mail parcel is going to be with you by 7.30, 7.30 p.m. <laughs> All evening, I've been thinking... Where is it's still not here, by the way, and it's like 7.45. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm holding my Wii in, right? Because I don't want them to knock, right? Whilst I'm finishing up. And then by the time you get to the door, they've run away. They're in like another neighborhood because somehow they don't want you to receive your parcel. And I bet you any money, I bet you any money, I'm going to go downstairs to my mailbox and I'm going to find out that we missed your card. Any who wants to bet? Pause. I'm going to pause this. Right, I kid you not. I kid you not. I Exactly what I thought. I literally went downstairs. It's there. The little red, we missed your card, it's there. How? I've been in all evening. I've been in all day. How? No one knocked at the door. No one knocked at the door to get my attention to tell me that my parcel is here. I'm so confused. But I think they do this so... It's like... (sighs) I'm really out of breath as well because those stairs have knackered me. But, whoa. My evening was so uncertain. It was hanging in a balance. I even... I even delayed starting to record because I thought, oh, I don't want to start recording just in case there's a knock. There was no knock at the door and somehow you missed me. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If I was a Karen, I'd be complaining to Royal Mail. <laughs> I'd be going on Google reviews and complaining to Royal Mail. I'm telling you that for free, but I'm, I don't have the time or the energy. So I'm just going to have to go to the delivery office and pick it up myself. But how irritating... So that's something I want to get off my chest, my chest, mate. And embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry, sorry. Well, I don't know if it's that embarrassing, really. And I think this is just me overthinking it. But on Saturday, um, me, my sister and two other people did a special item in church. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I kid you not. This is how I think I sounded. Hold on. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. Oh, I am for real. 
Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I was so nervous. We sang the song by Faith first, God Living Water, and I had to sing the first part. I was like, feel your heart. <laughs> I can feel your touch. But my voice was all shaky. Olivia was looking at me, smiling from ear to ear. She was like, it sounded so good. People said it sounded good. But you know when you just know. Are you being polite? Because I know for a fact I need some feedback. I don't trust any of you. <laughs> Uh, every time I think about, every time I think about it, and I think about my soul a bit, I want to die. I do. I'm embarrassed because I'm not a singer like that. I'm a, I'm a harmonizer. I'm gonna be real. Let me not play myself. I'm a harmonizer, but I'm not a singer like that to be doing solo bits like that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking. But yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like this memory. <laughs> I don't like this memory whatsoever. However, let's move on. So, because these are shorter episodes, it's going to be one, like, question or statement or whatever it is, and I'm going to talk about it. But I thought for the next, I don't know, 10 episodes, and I think I want to continuously do I don't want to, like, pause. No, let me not play myself. Let me not play myself. The two weeks do a world of good. So for the next 10 episodes, I thought, all right, since I'm like on the Christian Reddit, yeah, but I thought, you know what? Let me go on the atheist Reddit, all right? Let me go and infiltrate that, infiltrate, infiltrate that group um, and see what it is that they discuss. And my findings were interesting. I've always had this idea anyway, this, um, this thought about atheism. It seems like all atheists talk about is religion, especially, namely Christianity. That's literally on the atheist's mind. It's about, it's how much they despise Christianity, how much they hate Christianity and religion, period. Which is strange to me, because if you don't believe in anything, shouldn't you just focus on that, not focus on what other people believe? Doesn't that make it somehow you believing in that thing because you focus on it so much. It's like it's like the saying of um, hating somebody is like drinking poison and hoping that they die. So this is a question I found on there and I'm going to read out some of the answers that went along with the question. And I just wanted to, I just want us to think, all right, to ponder in a spiritual sense, in a, in a biblical, godly sense, obviously, because that's who we are here. But if there's any atheists listening, this isn't to, to slay you. This isn't to put you down. It's just to help us all think, including you guys, right? If this makes sense. But I know the Bible says, the Bible tells us, hang on. So, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, the Bible says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So I understand that some of the things I'm going to say are not going to be understood to an atheist because these things are spiritually discerned. You know what I mean? You've got to be, you know, sanctified or you've got to be to have the Spirit of God. 
within you for you to fully understand the logic of the Bible, the logic of God, you know what I mean? The logic of anything that I may speak of um, in response to this, if that makes sense. Um, but otherwise, I'm just going to sound like an idiot because you don't believe in any of these things. However, should you have that little light flickering, yeah? Should you be hearing that knock on the door by Jesus just a little bit, yeah? Faint like the Royal Mail delivery people, yeah? <laughs> then listen up, okay? So this one is titled Internal Dialogue with God. Hello, I'm a fairly recent atheist of two months. One thing I struggle with is that when times get tough, there is an internal voice in me that automatically dialogues with God. Even though my mind knows there is no God, the voice just asks for help or asks why. I know it's out of habit, but how do I best kick this habit? Does it come with time? Is there any way to fast track me getting past this? Any techniques you've all used? No wonder some people don't want to change their views. Many are literally hardwired to a certain belief system and changing it is not so easy. I still think it's worth it though because real truth should be prioritized above imagination. I find this really interesting in itself. How can you how can you say this and be okay with it? <laughs> how can you say this and be okay with your contra you, you contradicting yourself and and how can you not see the contradiction? You know, you've heard me say time and time again, we've all been given, we've all been dealt with a measure of faith, you know, and let me read you a passage as well, just um so this makes sense a little bit more. The verse of we've all been dealt with a measure of faith can be found in Romans. Um, but then this one can be found in first John first John hey John, first John one verse one. Why am, what am I saying? John 1 verse 9. Jeez. Um, so that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So it's talking about how John the Baptist was a lesser light to give light to the true light, right? Or people thought that John the Baptist would be... It's talking about how John the Baptist was a witness, not a light. But he was sent to be the witness to the light that was given to the world, right? And that light that John the Baptist was a witness to, that light was a true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. It's not a coincidence, nor is it a mistake for us to have a dialogue with God. It's just our, our factory settings, so to speak. That's your factory setting. Now, you are basically saying, I don't want my hardwired factory setting and I want to go against this. And I think I've been hardwired, but I want to grow out of this habit. You are basically saying, I am determined to reject this light. I am determined to not have this light. I am determined to be on the other side of truth. And it's interesting because you say, it's better to prioritize truth than imagination. But I think it's flipped in this. I think what you're not prioritizing 
is the truth. What you want, the, the habit you want to grow out of is the truth. If that's your default setting where things are going wrong and you run to God and you dialogue with God, I would be more concerned at the fact that I don't want to. I would want to look into that a lot more. Why? Now, I was talking to a friend and I was like, the reason why people believe or don't believe is circumstances in their lives. Life situations are the things that make us go, nah, God's not real. Or yes, God is real. You know what I mean? I have an ex. He's not a believer. And he's always saying, if God's real, then why do bad things happen? Why do babies get cancer? That's your question, your, your um, surface question. But your real question is personal. The real reason why you don't believe in God is not because generally kids get cancer. It's because something in your life tragic happened that you can't explain and that you're mad at God about. That's the core of why you don't believe in God. Right? So let me read you some of the answers. It takes time to get rid of those habits. The more you are aware of them, especially before they happen, the faster they'll disappear. This is an atheist talking to an atheist about how to get rid of God. Um, you should really confront that you're asking yourself for an answer. I don't think it's necessarily unproductive. As sometimes I can give you perspective to find a better answer in the same way as when describing the problem to someone else, since it triggers people to think of what a common response would be in a situation. That sounds really smart, but I genuinely don't know what that means. Okay. This one says, having an eternal dialogue is normal. You've just named the voice in your head, God. And the way you alter your habit is through exposure to a different way of thinking. Read up on internal dialogues and science behind it. The more competing thoughts you have to it's God, the less you basically have this habit, the less you do it. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hmm. It's sad, I think. Um, it's sad that somebody would identify this and other people would encourage against it. But I think, you know, there's a saying that says misery loves company. <clears throat> there's a saying that you know you whatever it is that you seek you're probably going to find it if that makes sense um so if you are seeking the truth if i was hearing the voice in my head and i named it fine let's go with the term you've named that voice god i named the voice god right i would be asking that voice wagwan for this how come i don't believe in you but i am talking to you 
our God is a gracious God, is a is an awesome God, is a wonderful God. The answer will be given to you. Some people just call it their intuition or their inner voice, whatever it is. But the things you seek, you find the answers to, right? But the more you start to entertain a certain thought and you start to suppress certain things that are truth, the more you're given over to this new truth that you want to live by. And not everything that we can conclude is not truth is productive, if that makes sense. All right? Here, here you are asking for advice on how to silence the voice of God, basically. How to silence the voice of God. Other people are saying, name it something else, you know, name that voice this. But if you go to that voice for help and support and that voice gives you aid and you name that voice God, isn't it God? Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. To me, I think it's it's dangerous and it's unfortunate to want to silence a voice that you find comfort in, especially when things are going wrong. I would be investigating why I genuinely want to suppress this voice. I would say to myself, okay, cool. I'm trying, you know, I, I don't believe in God, but I keep having internal dialogue with God. Why? That would be my question. It wouldn't be how do I kick this habit like it's a smoking habit. I would say, why do I keep discussing God? Why do I keep going to God why do I keep asking this if I don't believe in God that's truth seeking that's you seeking that light that to, to get clarity on this and knowing the God we serve the why will be given to you even you're gonna be shocked that you're going right God does exist because now you are searching scripture you understand me yeah so it's just a little a little bit interesting, you know. And a lot of the questions, a lot of the things that I read in the atheist um Reddit section, atheist uh, um community, it's just interesting. But one thing I realized, yeah, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna say, and you know, I might change my mind as I go, but one thing I've realized is genuinely what I've always thought, right? There's a reason why people believe in God and there's a reason why people don't believe in God. And life experiences is the difference. The, the only difference as to why some people believe in God and some people don't believe in God experience is the difference. It's what separates us. For example, one might say, well, actually, for example, if the Bible doesn't give people answers, if God, they're not finding the answers the way they want, they now say God's not just, God's not real, da 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 da, right? Because of something, some some injustice they feel like they've experienced in their lives. For example, if I was let's say twelve years old and my both my parents died, and I had believed or a little bit believed in God up until that point, and my both my parents died, I'm going through this pain. That's probably my turning point, right? Because. Not immediately, actually, to be fair. Probably I would be like, God, why did this happen? And God would be silent. Yeah? God would be silent. And out of that silence, I would be like, no, I don't believe in you anymore. You killed my parents and you didn't do anything about it and you didn't talk to them. You didn't. That's my turning point, my circumstances, my situation in my life. Do you know what I mean? Or... I have a baby and that baby is stricken with a disease. It will hurt, right? Because any time my faith can falter. But in James, James tells us, 
and I know you've heard me read this out before, but it says, count your joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, this is a, you might be confused at this, to be like, how can I rejoice? How can I count it joy when I'm, when I'm struggling, when I'm suffering? How is that fair? It's not. It's not. But if not you, then who? We all go through it. It's the consequences of sin. And my sister, I was talking, me and my sister were talking, we're talking about atheism. I think that's what gave me the idea to maybe go into how they think to actually, you know, shed light on these questions, on the things that they discuss. And then we discuss it. By we, I mean me talking. But then this gets you guys thinking, and maybe you can talk to, um, you can talk about it with somebody else and somebody else, you know? It's interesting. But she was like, if they blame God for bad things happening and therefore God is not real, he's imaginary and none of it is real and none of it exists, then how do they explain bad things happening? That is such a fair question. If God doesn't exist, how do you explain the badness? If you blame God for the badness, then that means you, you, God does exist to you. God's real to you. You just don't like the way God does things. You think God is then subsequently evil. And therefore, you don't want to reverence yourself in the presence of God. You don't want to be obedient to God. You don't want to trust in God, to put your faith in God because you think God is evil, right? Because he causes the bad things in the world to happen. That's option number one. Or option number two is maybe God is real. Maybe God is all good and all just, but there is an evil. Yeah, there is a counteracting party of God who is all evil, all bad, and nothing good comes out of that. Yeah, and very, very unjust. Maybe we call that the devil, right? Or none of it is real. God's not real. The devil isn't real. And now we're left with the question of, so why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? If it's just a coincidence that bad things happen, then are you okay with that? Because I've said it before, friends, and I'm going to say it again. If God's not real and this life has no meaning and no purpose, we're just here. When we're just here, then why are we all doing it? Why do we cry when people die? Shouldn't we rejoice that they've died and they've gotten out of this tragic world with no purpose with no meaning why do we continue to live ourselves what exactly is it that we're living for but i feel like there's something there is something switched on in us that tells us we've got a purpose that tells us we we need to find our purpose and you know if we're lucky enough or blessed enough let me say we find that purpose in our career or whatever but there's still a part of us that tells us that purpose isn't enough. We still, there's something missing. And I think that's a God-shaped void. That's a God-shaped hole. That's our purpose, was to worship God, to glorify God, and to be in the presence of God. This is all for God, right? But to conclude now that God's not real because life doesn't go the way you go, that's where the danger is. That's where the slippery slope is. But obviously, I think I've said this before, questions are necessary, right? Because questions bring us closer to the truth. But for you to be asking questions in regard to God, your truth is to find out 
God, not to find out not God. You know what I mean? Um, in a mass equation, the just because you don't like the question, you can't find the answer, doesn't mean that there is no answer. <laughs> there is always the answer, right? And the answer is to the equation that's right in front of you. I'm not very good at math, so I know what I'm talking about. They would ask me a question, they'll give me an equation, find the answer, and I couldn't do it, and I couldn't find the, math, the answer. It doesn't make that maths problem, that math problem, less real. Your God problem is not less real because you can't find the answer or the answers you've been finding out are not, are not what you like. Change your mind. Change your perspective. Look, it, look at it from a different angle. Ask God. Try it. Ask God. God, if you are real, then you will give me the wisdom. Please give me the wisdom to truly discern this and understand this. How many of us have, re have really tried to ask that? But you're afraid to. Some of us are afraid to because we're scared of God being real. We're afraid of the reality that God is real. Because if God is real, then it means hell is real. It means being punished for our sins is real. It means sins are real. It means changing our lifestyles, changing how we talk, changing how we dress, changing what entertains us, changing everything about us that is contrary to God. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. God loves holy things. And he calls us to be holy because God is holy. Now that's challenging. That is challenging and it's confronting because there's so many parts of us that's not holy. Our waking thoughts daily are not holy, right? So that is a very terrifying thought that there is a God that's full of love right? But a God that has also got wrath and judgment. You understand? So I'll leave it here for today. I'll leave it here for today. Next week, we'll read another question and so on and so forth. And hopefully we can uncover, or not uncover, but hopefully we can answer some of these things and look at it from a different lens to maybe look at it from what somebody is saying and to counteract to counteract it um with biblical text with the biblical point of view because i know it's not just atheists who struggle with these questions it's not just atheists who feel hard done by by god even us christians we feel that all right so you know if there is an atheist out there listening it's not to offend you, but if you are offended, your quarrel is not with me, it's with God. So seek God, ask God to give you the wisdom to understand, to discern. But anyway, anyway, um, let's leave us with a quote. It's not really a quote, but it's just a statement, guys. I'm back. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.